my, my husband, it's probably a song. He sings this. I said, I love to give yes. and I like it too. Mm-hmm. You better watch out. I'll give to you. <laughs> I love to give. I love to give. And I like it too. And I like it too. You better watch out. You better watch out. I'll give to you. I'll give to you. <laughs> and if he were here, I'm sure we'd be singing it by now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's good. Everybody doing good this morning? I'm good. Amen. We're we're thankful for God, right? We're thankful for how he's changed our life. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1 this morning. We uh, began last week ministering uh, about a particular subject, the subject of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many are thankful for it? (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1. I'll get there too. Acts chapter 1. Jesus was telling his disciples right before he left this earth and went up to heaven. He, uh, in verse 4, says, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not uh, with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Verse eight, he said, "But you will receive power." Everybody say power. 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 When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Glory to God. So uh, we said this last week. We were looking at um, all the different phrases that the Bible uses to describe this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus used three different descriptions, phrases, right in, this, in these three verses we just looked at. Three verses, three different phrases. <laughs> so um, there have been times where people have gotten confused and... and uh, wondered what in the world it's it's actually he's all it's all talking about this same thing the baptism in the holy spirit but he talked about the promise of the father he talked about being baptized with the holy spirit and then he said you'll receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you upon you and then in acts chapter two you remember we uh saw this experience come we saw this come acts chapter two Verse 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Has anyone heard a mighty rushing wind? (laughs) Yes, today we have, this morning. That's natural wind, but this was supernatural wind. Praise God. Uh, A sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all what? Filled 
with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So uh, we saw this and uh, we spent time Sunday and then uh, uh, Reverend Joel uh, took us on Tuesday and went through many more scriptures about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It says this, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and what? They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see this connection really throughout the book of Acts. When people were filled with the Spirit, they spoke with other tongues. Amen. Speaking with other tongues is not all that's included in being filled with the Spirit, but it is a major part of it. And as a matter of fact, whenever someone for the first time asks God to be filled with the Spirit, there is to be this evidence of them speaking in other tongues. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then, of Amen. course, Tuesday night, we got some people filled with the Spirit. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And they spoke with other tongues. That is part of our equipment as a believer. Yes. It's part of our equipment. Our equipment. And um, it, is, it, it was designed, let's say it this way, it was designed by God that every believer be filled with the Spirit. Every believer have this equipment. And we told you last week, we're going to spend, uh, spend some time talking about the benefits of this infilling, of this ability to speak in other tongues. Um, there are people that, Christians, that at one point in their lives, after they became a Christian, got filled with the Spirit. They spoke in other tongues. Yes. And then they never did it again. <laughs> wow. They just never, never practiced that again. Mm-hmm. They never, and, and they, they, there was this concept that, well, if God wants me to speak in other tongues, if he wants me to be filled, he'll do it. And so we want to make sure our mindset is renewed to the way the word, uh, the word teaches, that it is our job to stay full of the Spirit. It's our job to, what we would say, uh, you could say speak in tongues, or uh, sometimes we say it this way, to pray in other tongues. It's our job to do that every day. Every day. Everybody say every day. Every day. day We are to be speaking in other tongues. There are tremendous benefits to this practice, if we could say. Tremendous benefits. And um, you're going to believe with me today, right? Because if you're hungry for what God wants today, then we'll get out what God wants today. Amen? I've prepared, but I've got so much rolling inside of me. I want what's the correct thing to come out. Amen? I want what everyone needs for today to come out. So, um, The first benefit I want to minister about is what we just saw in Acts chapter 1. What Jesus said in verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You will receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. One of the benefits of being filled with the Spirit, with uh, the benefits of speaking in other tongues, (laughs) is this benefit of receiving power. Everybody say power. Power. 
power. Uh, now, Jesus told us that this power will help you be a witness. There is power in the, in the infilling of the Spirit, in speaking in other tongues. There's power there to be a witness. In other words, power to... Uh, power outwardly, if we could say it that way. Power to... Uh, convey what's on the inside, what God has done in your life. We saw that in Acts chapter 2, didn't we? Acts chapter 2, as soon as they were filled with the Spirit, what happened? They start, we're not going to read the whole chapter again. We practically did that the past two times we met. But um, the, what did it, as soon as they were filled with the Spirit, they began speaking with other tongues. It says they, start, they started pouring out of the building and what did Peter start doing he started preaching he he went from hiding when when Jesus was crucified and denying Jesus he went from that to receiving the infilling of the spirit to receiving this power and standing up in front of thousands of people and preaching how do we know there were thousands well it says that 3000 got saved right there. Yeah. So there had to be at least 3,000 people. And, you know, most, most of the time, not every single person receives Jesus that you preach to, so there was probably more than 3,000. So he, what happened between the time Jesus uh, was crucified and the time J Peter gets up in the middle of Acts chapter 2, he got power. <laughs> he received power with this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he all of a sudden was able to be a witness. Yes. Now the baptism of the Spirit doesn't mean that you will automatically become a preacher. Thank heavens, not all of us are called to be preachers, right? To get up and preach in front of thousands Thank of people. But, but we are all called to be witnesses. We are all to walk around so full of God, so full of his spirit that there's something radiating off of us there is something different about us and when we walk into a room people notice they don't notice they think it's something with us now when I was growing up in church I've told you many times I went to a denominational church they were sweet people I called it um, I called it the country club church because really it was just a church to go and gather it was a social club it was uh, a place to wear your pretty dress on Sunday um, but there was no power there they didn't really know the word there and there was this family that started coming to church there and they were different. They would smile all the time. I mean, it was strange. It was, they were like always happy. They were really sweet. And, you know, uh, my sister and I, we looked at each other. We looked at my mom because we're always taking cues from my mom. What does she think? And she's like, oh, they're strange. Something's up with them. What was it? They were actually born again. Yeah. They were actually born again and filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God had dealt with them to come 
over to this denominational church. They still uh, went to a Holy Ghost church on Sunday nights, but they would come to our church once in a while just to mingle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It, it was not, honest to God, it was not until I got born again that I realized, oh, I know what the deal was with those guys. I know what it was. They were filled with the Spirit. They were born again. They were filled with the Spirit. They were radiating something. It wasn't just their smile. Because we all smiled at church. You were supposed to smile. Right? We were all pleasant at church. We all had our pretty dress on. So it wasn't the smile. We thought it was their smiling. That's weird. It didn't even occur to me that we were smiling back. <laughs> what was it? Praise they were radiating something. God. God. Amen. God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I wish they had pulled us aside and said, hey guys, look what the Bible says. <laughs> I wish they had been, been uh, at liberty to actually share the gospel with us. But that's where the infilling of the Spirit praying in other tongues, receiving power from God, it allows you to speak into people's lives things that you would never speak on your own. Yeah. Amen. To say things to something. I mean, there's been times where we've just, uh, it's just come up in our heart, go to such and such a restaurant. Mm. And so we'll go there. Not our favorite restaurant. Really. Not our favorite restaurant, but we'll go there. Why? Because it doesn't matter what I eat. It matters that I obey God. Yes. And we'll get there. And, uh, well, just the, the other day, Easter Sunday, we went to a particular place because um, we were led to. And I think my husband mentioned, uh, mentioned it the other day. She said, this gal, she had a, a tattoo of a scripture. Mm. on her arm, our, the waitress that was serving us. So we asked her, hey, what does the scripture say? And she couldn't tell us. <laughs> she didn't, couldn't remember. And so we pulled it up and read it to her. <laughs> this is what you have tattooed on your arm. Yes. <laughs> you should know this. Amen. But what were we doing? And then we started ministering to her. We started talking into her lives. We weren't sharing tons and tons of scriptures. We were actually ordering food. But... Um, but we were sharing into her life and, and, and dropping hints into her life. And, and this girl, she needed a good church. So I was writing down the name of the church and, you know, giving her my phone number, like, text me. I'll, I'll help you get to the right place, you know. Yeah. Um, but what are we doing? We're being led by the Spirit to be witnesses. Yes. To be witnesses. To help those around us come up. Amen. In the things of God. Yes. Grow further in the things of God. That the power that comes upon us when we're filled with the Spirit is for a purpose. Yes. One of the main purposes is to be witnesses. Externally, proclaiming, preaching, living this gospel. Do you know you need power to live for God? We all do. We all do. Praise the Lord. Power to live for God. So that is one of the benefits, is the, the power to be a witness outwardly. Outwardly 
being, uh, being full of power to say the right thing and do the right thing to be a blessing to others. When I, we were first, when I was first saved, I was saved in college. And this, this gal, we got another gal saved. I think my husband actually led her to the Lord. Um, I didn't hang out with him very much at that point. But um, he, would all, he would get tons of people saved. So it was, it was fun. But um, she was so, she would read whatever she read in the Word. She would just start preaching to others. Once she got saved, she was so excited, but she didn't have much wisdom. <laughs> and so, you know, she'd start, she'd just start reading stuff about, you know, she'd go to uh, where the, where the, um, where the homosexual guys would hang out and she'd start reading them about how God hated homosexuality. And I was like, you know, that's not probably the best way to win somebody to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... We, we were all, you know, bless God, God used us in spite of ourselves, right? Back then, because we didn't know a lot of the word. We certainly didn't know about being filled with the spirit. Uh, but, but he used us where we were at. But we, we, she was getting people mad left and right, more, more than she was being a blessing. The, the witness, the, the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon us to be witnesses, yes. it will help us know what to say, and when to say it. Thank you. It will help us know what to say and when to say it. You know, um, I can watch a child throw a temper tantrum in Walmart, Mm -hmm. and I know how to help that child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? Because I've raised two kids. Mm -hmm. I I know how to handle this, right? Right? But it's not my child. And so it's not necessarily my place to go take care of that situation, right? Now, if the Spirit of God deals with me, go help that mama. Then he's going to give me the ability, the power to go say the right thing and do the right thing and minister to that situation. Does that make sense to you? The power of God will help you know what to say and when to say it. And that is key to being a witness. Key to being a witness. There are things you'll know that you could fix in somebody's life, but it's not just what you know. It's what will they receive. What can they receive right then? And the Spirit of God will help you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope this is okay this morning. I know there's a lot going on out here. There's people moving stuff. The wind is blowing. There's people walking around. But the Word of God is what's important this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So power from on high. Power to be witnesses outwardly. But not just power outwardly. There's more benefits than just that. There's power inwardly. Inwardly, the Spirit of God gives us power. And you might think, well, we've heard this, Pastor Amy. Well, not everybody has, first of all. Not everybody knows this. And second of all, I don't know about you, when I was studying this, I realized that 
I could be doing more. I could be praying in other tongues more. I could be yielding to this power more than I do throughout my day. I could be looking to the Spirit of God. And I was reminded, oh, I'm falling behind in some of these things where I could be stirring myself up. So even if we've heard these scriptures before, we don't, uh, we don't just act like, oh, I know this. Why do I say that? Because uh, when, when we were coming up under these things, we, we studied under a man named Kenneth Hagin. Mm-hmm. Brother Hagin, when he would start teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would almost always tune him out because I'd heard it before. And I was already baptized in the Spirit. And it was kind of boring. I'll be honest. It was kind of boring. When he'd teach it, he'd go through the book of Acts, read same things over and over and over. Why do we read the same things over and over? Because we need to know them. We need to know them. And then when I left that little bubble that I lived in of Bible school and then being in this massive church where everybody I knew was filled with the Spirit and everybody wasn't just filled with the Spirit, but most everybody I knew were ministers. Come on now. And, you know, or Bible school graduates at least. I mean, we were all traveling in this little pack. And then we moved to Buffalo, New York. And you know what? Nobody knew what we knew. Nobody. And it was left up to us to teach them. And I was like, oh, what did Brother Hagin say? Where were those scriptures? What? And then all of a sudden, I wish I had been paying attention, right? Right? Because... Everybody needs to know how to lead somebody else in these things. Would you turn with me to uh, Acts chapter 8? No, no, no. Acts chapter 4. We'll go to Acts chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your help this morning. Glory to God. Acts chapter 4. The... The power of the Spirit comes upon us to give us power, to be witnesses outwardly. It gives us power inwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, Acts chapter 4, if you're familiar with this, there is, uh, well, in Acts chapter 3, Peter, uh, Peter got somebody healed, right? Peter and John, they, they made the mistake of getting somebody healed <laughs> at the temple, Big mistake, Peter. Big mistake, John. Don't be healing people around the Jews, right? Don't be doing it. And it made all the Jews, the the high council, it made them mad. What were they? They were actually jealous. They were actually jealous that somebody was walking around with the power of God, and they decided that can't be God. It must be the devil, because why, why, you know, and they were talking about this guy named Jesus, whom they had just crucified not too long ago, and they were like, we can't be talking about Jesus. Can't be talking about him. We killed him. We tried to get him off the scene. Stop talking about him. So they pull Peter and John in, in Acts chapter 4. They say, why'd you heal this guy? And uh, they're, they're, t- they're giving him the what for, I would say it that way. They're, they're not happy that, that um, there was healing taking place by the temple. And so verse 3, it says, They arrested them, put them in custody until the next day. It was already, uh, it was already evening. 
And many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000, or up from 3,000. The next day, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priest family. So this is a big to-do, right? We're gathering everybody in the high council, um, the hierarchy. And verse 7 says, when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, this is Peter and John, they put them in the middle and they said, by what power or by what name do you do this? And Peter, look at this, filled with the Holy Spirit, right? If you don't have that underlined, go ahead and underline it in your Bible. What is he? Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we're being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means uh, this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you. And he goes on and keeps preaching about Jesus. In verse 12, it says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Peter's preaching. He's preaching to, these, to the hierarchy. He's preaching to the, the high priest and those around him about Jesus. How is yes. he doing it? He's filled with the Spirit. What we're going to see throughout the book of Acts is there wasn't just an initial filling in Acts chapter 2 where the Spirit suddenly falls, fills all of them, rests on all of them with tongues of fire. But throughout the book of Acts, we see Christians walking around filled. Everybody say filled. Filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. So this is something that we maintain throughout our days here on earth. We stir ourselves up. We stay full of the Spirit. How do you stay full of the Spirit? One of the best ways to stay full of the Spirit, uh, we'll look at some of these things because it tells us in Ephesians and things like that. It talks about being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. Psalms hymns, spiritual songs. You can praise your way to fullness. That's right. Amen. You can walk around when no one else is around and say, Father, I thank you. You're yes. so good. Yes. You're so, you, say, you save Amen. me. You save me. I remember what, what I felt like before I got saved. I, I know that you're in me and I thank you. You Amen. can talk yourself full. Yes. You can praise yourself full. Glory to God. One of the other ways we get filled with the Spirit, we pray in other tongues. We speak in other tongues. What is other tongues anyway? We are all over the map here, okay? I, I'm, I'm bouncing from place to place, but uh, what is praying in other tongues? It's speaking a heavenly language. That's right. Your spirit is communing directly with God. And there's no quicker way to get filled than start praying in other tongues. That's right. Brother Hagen used to tell us this. Speaking in other tongues is the doorway into the supernatural, into the miraculous, right? What does that mean? 
when we pray much in other tongues, when we speak in other tongues, it, it is the entrance to many other things of the Spirit that we see listed in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians and different places where you'll, you'll see, uh, you know, you, you might have met somebody that, that just reads your mail. Have you ever, ever met somebody that just, you know, as they're speaking to you, they're, they're ministering to you. They're, they're speaking some things, we might say it, words of knowledge or words of wisdom where they just know something about you. Yeah. They know something or they're ministering about something for your future and things are being said out of their mouth. Well, how did they get there? How do they know those things? They have maintained the ability to stay full. They have practiced a lifestyle of fullness in the spirit by praying in other tongues, speaking in other tongues, praising, speaking to themselves songs, hymns, spiritual songs. It just, just means something's coming out of their mouth and they've maintained communion with their father. Wow. They've maintained communion with their father. They've stayed full. And when they meet somebody, uh, they've stepped through the doorway by staying full. They've stepped through the doorway into what we would call the spirit realm mm -hmm. where God can use them to speak into somebody's life. Hallelujah. In a more spectacular way, we might say, in a more precise way. I mean, any one of us, whether you're filled with the Spirit or not, can walk up to somebody and say, you know, God loves you. Yeah. <laughs> any of us can minister to somebody to a degree. But when we live full, yeah. when we live full, mm, we can be more accurate Yes. We can pinpoint what people would need. My husband, we can, uh, we can just brush up against somebody. You know what I mean? You know, just like, just meet somebody in, in, in passing. Well, uh, a hostess at a, a restaurant or a, a, a cashier at a grocery store. And he can walk out of there and say, they have divorce written all over them. It's normally women sometimes men, but he can tell you something about their life yeah. just in passing. Why? Because he lives full to the point where he's not looking at somebody's face. He's checking what, what they need internally. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? He can know things about people. Me too. My husband's better at it. But I don't know about you, I want to be accurate. Yeah. I, I want to be effective mm -hmm. in uh, ministering to people, in helping people. Yeah. Amen. And a lot of times, just more words, just more talking is not what's going to help people. Sure. But if we'll learn to stay full of the Spirit, we'll be able to be effective witnesses. So let's finish up in Acts 4 before we, before we go. So Peter is full of the Spirit, and he's preaching to the high council. Um, for time's sake, we won't read all of this, but basically what happens is um, the, the high council doesn't know what to do with them, so they beat them because that was their answer back then for everything. We'll just beat you. 
and uh, warn you, don't do this again. Don't do what? Don't preach in the name of Jesus. Don't speak in the name of Jesus. And for goodness sake, don't heal people. Don't heal people around the temple. I mean, isn't religion backwards? Just backwards, the way they think. So in verse 23, it says, When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they, everyone that was there, lifted their voices together to God and said, now it, it goes on to list this prayer, which is amazing. It says, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of, of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, so all that, they start talking about how big God is. Yes. Now, mind you, they were just beaten. They were threatened, don't ever preach in the name of Jesus again. So they go back to the other Christians, they tell them what they said, and they start praying and saying, God, you're so big. You made the heavens and the earth. You sent Jesus. You knew that this whole city was going to rise up against him. You knew that the people that just threatened us also threatened and took out Jesus. And yet, you put us here. And it says, verse 29, Now, Lord, look upon their threats. Grant to your servants to continue. Everybody say continue. Yes. To continue to speak your word with all boldness. That is their prayer. Not help us not speak the word of Jesus right, because right, we're going right. to get beaten again. No, help us speak with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal. Glory to God with signs yes. and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Sound familiar? Yes was shaken, and they were all what? Filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and, and they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. One of the main reasons we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to speak the word of God with boldness. Glory yes. to God. Thank you. We see in Acts chapter 2 that the power of God fell on the disciples, on the 120 that, that were there. They were filled with the Spirit. But it didn't take them even two chapters before they needed to get filled again. Glory to God. Why? They were asking for boldness, and God answered with fullness. Yeah, wow. They were asking for boldness, and God answered with fullness. What's the answer to be an effective witness? Stay full. Yes. Stay full. Stay full. It doesn't matter whether you have a pulpit ministry or whether you have a ministry in the grocery store. Come on now. Whether you have a ministry to your neighbors, you have to stay full to be an effective witness. Yeah, amen. 
There are so many benefits to being filled, but one of the key ones and what Jesus told the disciples, you have to have this. You have to have power from on high to be an effective witness. Praise God. Fullness is not static. When I opened this bottle of water, it was full. But then what did I do? I drank some of it. So now it's only full to here. You can't see it because of the, the label. But if I drink more of this bottle, right, it'll only be half full. So what do I have to do to get it full again? I'd have to fill it. I have to go find myself a faucet. Fullness is not always at the same level. And the same is for us as Christians. And listen, I can tell you, if you've had a long day, if you've had a lot of natural work to do, a lot of busyness to do, uh, we have a lot of natural things going on in our business and at our house. We're doing a lot of different things. There is a ton of natural work going on. I have to make sure that I carve out time Mm -hmm. to get full. To stay full. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? For me, sometimes it means I don't sleep quite as much at night. Because if I haven't had time to fill up during the day, I'm going to lay there at night. Ding. Yes, Lord. Okay. And what do I do? I don't have to, I don't have to get up and read, uh, you know, chapter after chapter. I can just quietly, while my husband is asleep next to me, I can just quietly pray in the spirit, worship, praise, give thanks. And I start to fill myself back up. Hallelujah. So, so much we could get to, but we're not going to get to today. Hallelujah. But when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they continued Mm -hmm. to speak. If we want to be effective witnesses, we're going to have to stay full. One of the primary ways we stay full, we speak to ourselves psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and we pray, we speak in other tongues. That's why it's so important for every believer to be filled with the Spirit and speak with other tongues. Oh, my goodness. You'll have to come back next week, and we'll talk about the benefits of being for you personally, of being full of power. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? Father, we're so grateful and thankful for your goodness and your mercy. We're thankful for the power of God, for the Spirit of God. Why don't we all just pray in the Spirit for a few minutes? <laughs> Oh, bravada, ya bravata, bacoro mama sombra bebe sopra beta. 
Power, thank you for power from on high. And so we thank you for helping us to speak your word boldly. Ha! Speak your word boldly, just as they did in the book of Acts. Hallelujah! That we would be witnesses. Yes, and that you would confirm your word. Ha! With signs and wonders and miracles. We're thankful, Father God. We're thankful. We're thankful for the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the ability to be witnesses. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's good. Yes. He's good. Does everybody sense a little bit more power on the inside of them just in those few minutes? Praise God. Practice this week. Practice praying in other tongues. Of course, spending time in the Word. But practice this. When you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, practice praying in the Spirit. Yeah. Fellowshipping with the Amen. Father. Talking to Him. It will change your life. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.